getting to the point where our body is our temple, let food be thy medicine and medicine be thy food. And, and so often uh, we just, we don't nourish our, our bodies <laughs> in how we think, what we put into our, our bodies with food and what we're reading, what we're watching on TV, social media. So it's it's all encompassing. So I'm a big believer in integrating spirit, mind, and body. Welcome to the Persistence You podcast with Lisbeth, and that's you as in university. But we're much more of a community here. I'm your host, Lisbeth Meredith, author, speaker, and online teacher. Each week, I'll be delivering stories from amazing survivors and strivers, all threaded together with a dose of persistence. So glad you're listening. Welcome, persisters and brothers. It is a beautiful day in East Tennessee where I'm living, and it's June 5th as I record this of 2023. I have the honor of having Troy Ismir as a guest, and Troy's going to talk to us a lot about his fitness journey, but really more of for all of us looking at our why. When we wake up and we have a list of goals of things to do, whether it's at work or at home, looking a little deeper as to why are we prioritizing the things that we do and knowing them. The year is half over, it feels like already, which can you believe it? Half over. And for those of us who've come up with some goals, knowing why we do them, why we chose them, why we thought that they were important enough to commit to is going to sustain motivation. When I was younger, I know Troy's going to talk a little bit about fitness, but I know when I was really young, I definitely ate horribly. And I struggled a lot, as a lot of young women do back in the day when I was young, with eating disorders. And so whenever it came time for a special event, let's say I was young and it was prom, let's say I was a little bit older, it was going to a wedding, um, going to a special event, I would do everything I could to starve myself because health wasn't important to me. I wanted to look good. And that wasn't a very strong why. I mean, it's maybe a lame example, but that was really pivotal for me. And so the day that I decided, oh, I actually don't want to eat food that seems like I hate myself. I don't want to have that awful feeling in my body consistently, like I don't care enough about myself to prioritize. So whether I'm going to be skinny or not skinny doesn't matter. I want to act with my habits as a form of self-compassion and care and be a good steward of my body. So we'll talk about those kind of things. And I hope it gives you food for thought. Uh-huh. Food for thought. Get it? Anyhow, in regular news, I just sent my book off to a formatter applying for a copyright today and have the ebook version done. Maybe it's not done well enough. We will find out. I'm going to use Findaway Voices as a distributor, and they will let me know if it is not up to snuff. But I'm excited to share Grounded and Grit with you and revisiting an old novel now with my editor, Anna Katz, who reached out to me. So that will be next in the project of writing. Hope you're enjoying fun time with your family, your friends, and grabbing those moments for yourself and figuring out what your why is as we look at the rest of the year. That's going to be really important. So stay tuned for Troy 
I'm lucky to have him. Troy Ismir, thank you so much for being on Persistence U today. It's my honor to be here, and I'm excited to share a little bit of my story with your listeners. I am looking forward to it. I have looked at your story a little bit. So can you tell listeners who might not know you yet, tell us a little bit about how you went from college football player to, (laughs) whoa, you know, you needed to find something different to do that really kind of nourished your spirit and that you could bring to the world. Yeah, it's it's interesting to to look at our lives, and this is all about persistence and kind of defining moments in our lives. And certainly, a major knee injury early on in my life was a very much a defining moment because I had this dream, as we all have dreams of as kids, to play professional football for the Minnesota Vikings. And I was on that path. It was kind of a long shot, but it was still it was a dream of mine to to just playing the Super Bowl for the Minnesota Vikings. I saw it. And then our life can change in a fraction of a second. I was playing division two football at the university of North Dakota, some 280 pound offensive lineman fell right on my knee. And I knew that moment, that dream was over. And I struggled with my identity because I was Troy, the football player. So I had to figure out who I was outside of the game of football. And then it just kind of goes on in life, like all the things that we think we are. And then when that gets taken away, it's just like, who am I? And I think that's the journey that I'm certainly on is who am I, right? When you take away football player, when you take away husband, when you even take away father and our identity is so wrapped up in what we do or what our family tells us. And that takes a lot of patience, persistence, and perseverance to truly discover who we are. And that's kind of the journey that I've been on probably for the last maybe 10, 15 years or so. Excellent. Yeah. You really have to untangle things and look at them carefully to see, how did I get here? And (laughs) then what do I want to do about it? You know, where do I want to be? And why Mm. do I want to be there? I, I heard you on a different interview talking about a quote that just really it's you as far as Hippocrates, you know, and how we treat our bodies and and with food as an example. Can you share that and how you reach that point? Yeah, just getting to the point where our body is our temple. Let food be thy medicine and medicine be thy food. And and so often uh, we just we don't nourish our, our bodies <laughs> in how we think, what we put into our, our bodies with food. And what we're reading, what we're watching on TV, social media. So it's it's all encompassing. So I'm a big believer in integrating spirit, mind, and body. And certainly nutrition is a big part of that. I've been a vegan for the last four years. Okay. So plant-based diet. And I absolutely love that lifestyle. I'm, I'm not an evangelist, but if you start talking about it, <laughs> I'm very passionate about it, but I believe nutrition is a very individual thing. And I found that this works for me, obviously, for the for the environment and for the animals. And but I, I do believe that we can really it's the fountain of youth is certainly nutrition along with exercise. And I think the most important thing is is our mindset. And I hear the way people talk and I've been very guilty about <laughs> not so good self-talk. And when we're talking down on ourselves and we're really being hard on ourselves and where we think that 
just because we're getting older means that we have to be in pain or start moving less. It's just like paying attention to our mind, what we're putting into our body, what we're reading is so important and just our overall health and happiness and joy. Mm-hmm. I like that. The, what you put in your body is so, you know, is so indicative of how you're going to feel later yeah. in the day. Absolutely. So I, we are kind of a vending machine nation, at least in America. I feel like, yeah, that's let me do a drive through. I got a salad at McDonald's. That's healthy, right? Okay. And, you know, looking for that quick fix. And it's hard for us sometimes to realize food is either doing something for us or to us. And it's just nice to be cognizant of that. It doesn't mean we'll always make great choices, but if we don't think about it at all, it can really kind of catch up to us. Absolutely. When we get to choose and we eat Every day, pretty much, most of us. And you're right. It's just if you go to the grocery store, it's it's really set up for us to fail. Or you look at fast food; it's on every corner. And we live in a a a very busy, fast paced world. And most people make nutrition one of their last priorities. And I say it should be one of our first priorities, along with sleep and managing stress. But nutrition is always in our face. And I haven't heard it said that way, but we do live in a vending machine kind of a society. And one of my big things is just to slow down, slow down when we eat, slow down uh, when we're preparing food. And one of my favorite sayings is ruthlessly eliminate hurry from our lives. That was from A.W. Tozer. He's a, a Christian pastor. And if we just do that around nutrition, even if we don't change what we eat, if we just slow down and are more mindful around it, maybe eat a little bit less, obviously eating whole foods is ideal. But if we just were more mindful about what we put into our body, it would make a huge difference and just slow down, chew our food. So it's not always just about what we eat. It's about how we eat. And that mindfulness is really, really important. And I think that's something that our world has really gotten away from is mindfulness overall, being present to what we're doing in this moment, whether we're talking to a loved one, whether we're on a podcast, whether we're we're cooking or cleaning, just to be mindful in the here and now, instead of thinking about the past or worrying about the future. And that's really one of the keys to being healthy and happy. I love the phrase that you quoted ruthlessly. What was it again? Ruthlessly eliminate hurry from your life. Okay. Whatever we do, do it in a slower, mindful way. So if you're driving somewhere and if you've been on the roads recently, you know what that feels like. You're going the speed limit and everybody's flying by you like 20 miles an hour faster. And I'm like, why is everybody in such a hurry? And it just, it, you can feel the stress. So if we can create space in our lives, this space to go a little bit slower, where our day's not so jam-packed, where we can breathe in between appointments, maybe we can do a five-minute Qigong practice, or we can do some deep breathing, just something just to slow our breath down and our mind down. It just these little things can make a huge difference in how we show up in the world. And if nothing else, we're going to feel better. We're going to have less stress. And I just keep going back to we're going to be happier. And most of us are not doing that. 
like it. I like it. How did you get to the point where you really narrowed down your why? And how would you tell other people, even let's say if they're not interested in health at the moment, let's yeah. say they have different goals for the rest of the year. In 2023, they want to write a book or something like that. How did you get to the point and how do you coach clients to help them get to the point of their why? Yeah, well, the best way I can sum it up is I failed a lot. <laughs> I Good. really yeah. I really was trying to be somebody that I wasn't pretty much most of my life. So I think getting to the point, kind of getting to the end of myself, kind of like, hey, this is not working anymore. I need to go explore who I am. So my why was having a deeper understanding of myself to okay. know thyself. So I quit a pharmaceutical job that was paying me six figures uh, about a year and a half ago. I sold pretty much everything that I owned, pretty much everything that I owned fit into a Subaru Outback. And I just traveled for six months. So I wow. call, it, call it the divine adventure. Okay. And the why behind that was to really overturn what wasn't working in my life, which was trying to find happiness outside of myself. So I made a decision, my why was I'm going to find happiness in here. So I went on an external travel, which was an internal travel to my, my interior being, which is the truth of who I am, which is my true nature, which it was freedom that I was looking for. And I found the freedom inside of me, but it was representative of a travel adventure that I went on. So my why and my why to this day is to just have a deeper understanding of myself spiritually, physically, mentally, emotionally, and then to share it with other people that are interested in sharing, uh, learning more about how they can discover more about who they are. And that's just, that's what I love to do is sharing my wisdom from all the failures that I had. I call it the pathless path because it's our own unique journey. My journey is going to be different than yours, which is going to be different. And I think what happens is we get institutionalized in the sense that we're told what to believe instead of understanding my own truth. And that's really what I'm here to say. Find your own truth because we all are our own energetic expressions of ourselves. If we're trying to live somebody else's life, we're just going to be pretty unhappy. And that's that's my why is just being me. So simple. <laughs> that had to be quite a process to give up a really high paying job and get rid of everything and say, yeah. I'm burning my life down in a sense. I'm burning down what it yeah. was to find out wh what it should be. Yeah. And it's it's really looking at our lives and looking at what isn't working and being willing to overturn what isn't working. And that takes risk. That takes a chance. And giving up a six-figure job with a company car, a 401k, the medical benefits, not knowing what I was going to do, I just knew I needed to move forward with my life. I had raised two wonderful kids. They graduated high school. I love them. They're a big part of my life, but I couldn't live my life for them anymore. I needed to discover my own truth. And that was six years ago. So I've been on this, I call it solopreneur journey, done a several different things, but I just, I feel right now that I'm so in line with my purpose and it may change and that's okay. I love working with men, inner transformation coach. I've discovered Qigong, which is a ancient Eastern practice of working with energy and that skill. And 
I just, I'm very grateful for where I live, what I do. And if I want to have taken that chance, would I had a good life? Absolutely. I, I was grateful to be in the pharmaceutical, pharmaceutical industry for 17 years, but I knew that wasn't my true calling. It provided for me and my kids, but I would have been doing myself a disservice. I think I would have been doing the world a disservice if I wouldn't have taken that chance to leave the pharmaceutical industry and to follow my true calling. And I feel like I'm in that purpose right now. And I, I say it's this sense of feeling fully alive. And one of my other favorite sayings is the glory of God is man fully alive. That's by St. Irenaeus. And I think when we're, we have this sense of aliveness about us, it's just like we can't wait to get up in the morning and hear the birds chirp and see the sunrise. And I know we all have things that we've had to overcome. I read your story. Like, my goodness, I can't even imagine what that would be like. No, I mean, I, I can't imagine what that would feel like. Right. And the truth is we all have things to overcome. And when we can take responsibility and do the healing work, the traumas that we've experienced and, and discover our true nature and have this sense of aliveness, just being in the moment, just having a great conversation on a podcast. I love to drink coffee and I get up really early in the morning and sometimes mm. sacrifice a little, a little sleep. Uh, last night was one of those nights and I, uh, so a little tired, but just this sense of just joy and happiness and aliveness that you can't help but share this energy with people. And there, there is there is hope. And I call it this quiet desperation that I was in, in this job, going mm -hmm. through a divorce, not knowing who I was, having some childhood trauma that I didn't even know that I had. And then this path to divine inspiration. It's just, it's just it's exciting. It's hard. It's challenging. And when you're in the middle of it, you're like, what am I doing? <laughs> I just want to go back to what's comfortable. And there's been days where I'm like, gosh, what would it be like to know I'm going to get a huge paycheck from pharmaceuticals? I was going to get, I'm going to get a huge bonus. I don't have to worry about car payments, but then I realized, man, I am so fortunate to be living this life and I, and I wouldn't trade it for, for anything. I love that. That is excellent. How would you tell people to get started on their goals and yeah. baby steps? Cause I know you're big on baby steps. I heard you say once that, you know, yeah. we don't have to go from, I have this dream to, I need to spend hours a day on it. Cause we don't all have that luxury of time. Yeah. It can be overwhelming. It really can. I think when I was in the pharmaceutical industry, I always did something on the side. So I was still doing personal training. I was getting certificates. I was always improving nice. my knowledge. And so I really felt fulfilled in, in doing that. So no matter what we're doing, we can find our passion. Even if it's an hour a day, if you're in a job that you don't love, find something that you do love and give yourself that gift of doing something that you love, whether it's writing, whether it's reading, or whether it's playing some type of instrument, uh, whatever that is, do, do that. And then start to take steps towards that dream, that vision. And it took me about two years to eventually quit pharmaceuticals. So from the time I kind of knew that I was on my way out, I saved up 
a fair amount of money. So I wasn't desperate for money. So that's really important. If you're in that position, probably six months worth of savings. And then there just comes a time where you just have to take that leap of faith where, and that's where most people get hung up because they have the known and it's scary to go in the unknown. So I believe in having a coach. I have a coach and she really helped me. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Dare I say she challenged me. She pushed me to eventually take that leap of faith because we can complain about stuff all day long and be unhappy and miserable, which a lot of people do and not do anything about it. My coach said, when are you going to quit? And I wanted to move to Colorado. When are you going to move to Colorado? And I don't know if I would have done it without her encouragement and challenging me. So literally on that, in that challenge, I took out my phone. I picked out a date when I was going to give my two weeks notice. And then I moved to Colorado two weeks after that. So talk about burning your life down and just turning it upside down and say, flip it upside down. And again, it's, it's the divine adventure. It's the unknown. And the more we go into the unknown, the more things are revealed to us. But we, if we stay safe, if we stay comfortable. We're never really going to find out about ourselves and we're not going to find out what we're, uh, what our potential is, what our inner power is. So anybody who's kind of struggling with, so you don't have that sense of aliveness, start to make those baby steps today. It might not come to fruition tomorrow, but keep moving towards that goal. And then at some point, you have to take that leap of faith. And that's when life gets really fun. Good. I love it. <laughs> love it. Now, people can hear you have a podcast, don't you? I did. I actually am not doing that right now. I was inspired to, I did it for like four years. That's a long time. And it was a long time. And I was felt to just let that go for a period of time. And I'm just finishing up my first book, which should be published hopefully by the end of this week. It's actually uh, 99 poems to inspire greatness within. Uh, So I just... I love to write. I love to, which turns out to be poetry as a very unique style of poetry. But I just, I found, I just wanted to do this writing for me. I found after a while I was doing the podcast, I love doing it, but it got to be a job, which I didn't want it to be a job. Probably (laughs) it's a lot of work. It really is work. And I just wanted the freedom to explore my writing. And I may go back to podcasting, but it has to come from this deep spiritual calling from within. And right now I just like, I'm good. I love being guests on podcasts and I'm excited to get this book out. And I I feel now that I got this first one out, I sense there's another one that's going to be written, but I really learned just to listen to my voice, my inner voice and be prompted. And when something starts to feel forced, or it starts to feel like work, I'm just just going to let it go. And right now I'm inspired to write. Uh, picked up the tenor saxophone again after, gosh, how many years since high school? So <laughs> almost 40 years, I started playing the saxophone mm-hmm. again and just, just loving it. A, a passion for golf and cycling. So there's just so many things that I just love to do. I, I love my men's work and I, I became a Qigong instructor not too long ago. So like there's so many things that I just love to do. There's just not enough time in the day to, to do them all. So 
That's um, excellent. You know, and I do think there's part of that empty nest thing where when you've raised kids and you feel like you've done your due diligence, it is so exciting to resume who you were before everyone else's needs took center stage. And, you know, that is such a gift to have that time and to have your health on the back end of, of that journey to begin again. How exciting. Rediscovering who we are again, because a lot of times we get lost based on marriages. <laughs> you know, I definitely kind of got lost in my marriage. A lot of my time was focused on my kids and then work. And you know, it's just kind of the second half of life. It's just this this self-discovery. And I I hope everybody takes that opportunity to really go within and find out who they are again, it gets right. lost and it's, right. it's all, it's all in here. So you, you don't have to go out. You can, but really it's important to, to go inward to find out who we are. Love it. Where can people connect with you, find out more about your book that's about to come out of poetry and learn about the practice that you have? Yeah. So the best place to uh, find out more about me is my website, troyismir.com. Uh, I have an Instagram, troyismir, and Facebook, Troy Spiritual Warrior. So all those places. But just to find out more about me, that's uh, just my website is the best place. I'll have my book up there. It's going to be on Amazon, both as a paperback and as a Kindle um, format as well. And that's been two and a half years in the process and I think three or four different manuscripts and it's finally coming to fruition. So persistence. That's right. Don't give <laughs> up. Really, when you're writing a book, right. it's about persistence and keep showing up and all the obstacles that, that come in our way. But knowing that it's going to come to fruition and not giving up is really the mindset that we need to have in, in any area of our life. So it's it's fun to share that with people and to be on podcasts that are really inspirational. And we all need to be inspired in our lives for sure. We definitely do. And thanks so much for being an inspiration and for being my guest today. And I wish you the best. All right. Thank you. I appreciate you and uh, all the work that you're doing. Thank you. I hope you've enjoyed this week's show. Thank you for listening. If you have enjoyed it, feel free to leave a review. And if you've really, really enjoyed it, go ahead and subscribe. And I'll see you next week. Proud member of the Podnuga Network.